BYUSN. Low expectations continue for BYU football heading into the Big 12. Can they win enough games to make a bowl game this year? And Mark Pope is live from Rucker Park in Hilo. Harlem. Where? <laughs> Welcome to BYU Harlem! Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, July 18th. I am Spencer Linton alongside the man from Hilo. <laughs> From Highland, Utah. <laughs> Highland Harlem. is our Harlem. I think I was saying with an accent, Harlem. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly. No, super cool event. Um, the Big 12 has taken uh, some men and women's coaches of, of teams in men and women's basketball, and they're doing a clinic in Harlem yes. uh, in yes. Rucker Park. One time uh, I was driving through with my family in Harlem back in uh, 2001, and we, we saw some missionaries, and we were like, hey, and they like ducked hard like, like we had yelled at them so and i was like hi like, oh, boy. we just wanted to say hi we're members of the church hello <laughs> and they were quite startled uh when, when we yelled at them. <laughs> poor guys note to self don't yell at the don't, missionaries don't yell a at the missionaries car. unless you're not obeying the <laughs> when rules you're, when you're in new york <laughs> yes no very cool event that is happening today yeah and uh speaking of you know we're going to go right to the crux of that as part of today's show Yeah, it's going to be fun we're going to talk to mark pope uh, from Hallam. uh more low expectations for cougar football but what are your expectations of the chance to make a bowl game, what the Athletic is saying that we have an issue with? Uh, will BYU's quality ratios of recruiting to NFL picks and wins, um, those ratios continue as BYU's recruiting gets better in the Big 12? We'll talk to uh, Kansas football coach Lance Leipold, that conversation from Big 12 football, media days, and who says Kalani Sataki is the most jacked head coach in the league? <laughs> All rise and shout. Let's get to what's trending. What's trending presented by Feastbox. Donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. Love that. The Athletic, and we have several friends there, have BYU, Jerem, with an expected 4.3 wins this season. Uh, Isn't it great? Uh, Isn't it fantastic? And we've noted this before, a 0.1% chance to win the Big 12. 14. 0.1? Yeah, that high. Wow. 14th out of the 14 teams yeah. and just a 20% chance to win six games. Hmm. Essentially, 20% chance to go to a bowl game. What? Jeremy, what do you make of these gulp low numbers for BYU football? I don't um, disagree that it's a possibility that these numbers exist. 4.3. Do, do I like these numbers? No, of course not. Um, okay, 4.3 expected wins. I don't have a problem with it. I think there's a, a universe where BYU wins four games this year. I also think there's a universe where BYU wins eight. Like, who knows? The conference title thing, yeah, BYU didn't have a chance to win the conference title. It's okay. Um, this isn't the year for that. Um, but the 20% chance to go to a bowl game. No, 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 no. 20%? Here, let me tell you the six wins. You ready for the six wins? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay. Let's go. Obviously, Sam Houston and Southern Utah, no no. There are two. I think BYU comes out of the gate and surprises some people and wins at Kansas. That's going to be a Ooh. tough game. But Kansas' defense is so bad. Uh, we, we expect, and maybe they're, maybe they're way better on defense, but we expect BYU's defense to be way better. Does that mean it's a top 40 in the country defense? Maybe not. 
But if it's top 50 or 60, like we've talked about, hey, that's good enough because we expect big things from the offense and Aaron Roderick because that's what they've done. That game could years. be a shootout because be they've shootout. got Jalen Daniels. Yes, if you can slow down him in some way, shape, or form, you got a chance. Okay. Cincinnati. No way BYU lose that game. Okay. I'm I'm gonna die on that hill. Okay. Cougs are four and zero. No, or four and one. They're four and one. Okay. They jump four out. Four and one. But the last seven, I think, could be a struggle. Like there's a chance BYU goes two and five in the last seven. But I see wins. At West Virginia, okay. I think BYU goes across the country, and despite historically not doing well in those situations. Especially in the afternoon. They're not in the afternoon anymore, Guy. Uh, and Iowa State. Okay. I think that's a home win. Those are six wins. I see another one on there, too. I could see if BYU gets really banged up, I could see where crap hits the fan, and yes, BYU doesn't make a bowl game. But the 20% is, is uh, pretty low for me. Honestly, I put BYU in somewhere in the 60 to 70% chance to win six. Win six. Because you're getting two out of the gates, so you have to win four out of the next ten. I think that's going to happen. If BYU only wins four games, things have gone terribly, terribly wrong. And it's probably injury-related. Like, it would take just some absolutely catastrophic-type injuries to the season to put BYU, in my opinion, in the four-win column. That'd be bad. Like, that's like losing your starting quarterback in game two. And running back, and, and left tackle, and middle linebacker, and safety. And yes. Like, like what, no it, one hopes for that ever. Yeah. I just, I look at the roster, and I, I see the schedule, and I'm like, okay, that's a tough schedule. But I look at the roster and the upgrades that have happened, and there are upgrades. I know that Jaron Hall's in the NFL. Like, okay, Keaton Slovis is a question mark for sure. But the offensive line we feel like maintained, Okay. After losing, if it can some be great plus players. the A that was last year, I'm good. Yeah, they've maintained They're enough. They're not going to be the same O line. Last year was special. We feel like BYU has upgraded at running back with Aiden Robbins. We, we, we hope, right, over Chris Brooks, and we feel like the tight ends are healthier. Isaac Rex certainly says he feels like he's better. Tight ends are deeper. Wide receivers should be. We feel solid. like it's deeper. Okay, deeper. You don't have a puka, but you're deeper. But you're deeper at that Meaning position. You have more good players at that position. And defense was so bad last year that bringing in Jay Hill and changing the scheme and just a hard reset, we feel like is going to net BYU at least a 40-spot jump in the total defense national rankings. From 109 to... Yards, total defense? Yeah. Yards, points. Like, I would take both. Okay? You're, you're saying it automatically is a 40-spot jump. They were so bad, Jerem, that I don't think it's that hard to jump 40 spots. From like 100 to 60. Yes. <laughs> like, I know I, when I said it, it's like, whoa, that's a huge jump. Not when you're but, around 100th or 110th. Yeah, it's like, oh, Vanderbilt, three more wins than last year. Well, you were 2 and 10. So, so is that I, hard to get five? I just, I just feel yes. like BYU's done enough, and there's enough of a significant change on defense and an upgrade there that BYU's going to win six games. 20%. I'm with you. I'm well over 50%. Yeah. I felt like I was being pretty cautious saying like 60 to 65% chance that BYU makes a bowl game. I'm leaning seven wins. Like people are going to have to visit sure. Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah, and they're going to find out and at night. how difficult that is to win, especially in night games. You always like a 90% win at night after 6 p.m. team since 2019. Do you think ESPN like is like, good. hmm, November 18th, Oklahoma? We could capture PM. that. We could capture that late window. Late. Yeah, let's late. push. Let's push it into that late game scenario, yes. and then yes. if you, I don't care if you don't want to buy into it. The statistic 
it carries some weight. You don't have to buy into it. It's a fact. BYU plays really well at night at home. So the more night games, fans, you should be hoping for all the night games. The Dark Knight came out 15 years ago today, Spence. Sam Houston's at 8-15. That's a win. Southern Utah's at 1. Whatever. That's a win. Arkansas on the road is 6.30 local time. Can BYU muster a post-six performance there? Then we know <laughs> Cincinnati's 8-15, so that's, that's automatically a win. Okay. I'm just kidding. It's yeah, not automatic. We I have just think, some I game just think times. the juice yeah, is going to be so good. Um, the like BYU's Texas Tech on October 21st homecoming feels like it's going to be a late kick. If, BYU, if, if five out of six home games minus the FCS game every year were at night, Spence, I wouldn't mind. Like, would I mind another day game in there? Yes. But the way that BYU – to me, BYU winning is more important than any other experience related to a football game. I want BYU to win more than I want a cougar tail to taste good or the parking to be amenable or the ticket prices to be X. I just want BYU to win because winning makes us all happy around here. That's the point of the game. You play to win the game. So, yeah, 20%. 20%. 20% How about you go for it? Go f- like, why would it surprise you if BYU went 5-1 and one at home? No. Would that surprise you? No. Or um, even 4K. 4-2. You go 4-2 and two at home, win two road games. Got it. Yes. Okay, what road games is BYU winning? Arkansas, Kansas, TCU, Texas, West Virginia, Oklahoma State. BYU, That's I think, tough. has a great chance against Kansas, against West well, Virginia. Yes. And I, I'm, not, I'm not buying Oklahoma State right no, now. I'm not either. Like, last year was a struggle. They don't really know who the quarterback is. They lost a four-year starter in Spencer Saunders. Like, Oklahoma were, State is not the Oklahoma State of the last decade. Neither is Oklahoma. Neither. Texas is good. Texas Tech is improved. TCU is improved. Cincinnati's not the team that two years ago played. That's a new era. There's some winnable games here. 20% stinks. Moving on. 65%. Let's go. <laughs> He's going to win 60s. I'll go, yeah, high 60s. Let's go. Topic two. We mentioned it yesterday, but let's explore this more. Pick six previews ranks BYU eighth among all Power Five programs. Mm-hmm. That just sounds nice, right? I'm like, yeah. It's still not like fully settled in this BYU's P5. In player development, that is recruiting rankings from 2016 to 19, then NFL picks after that, 2020 through 23. Then 13th in win conversion. We love conversion around here. Recruiting rankings 2015 to 22. Total wins. 18 to 22. So basically, how well do you recruit and then how well do you put guys in the NFL and win? Uh-huh. BYU is a top 15 team in the country and among power fives. As BYU's recruiting increases and get, gets better, that's what we expect in, in the Big 12. Will these ratios hold? I don't see why it wouldn't. Like, what would BYU do as a staff and schematically and just their whole idea of what they are and who they want to be change all of a sudden. You just have to produce more NFL. Like, if you get better in recruiting, you have to produce more NFL picks and more wins. I wonder how the transfer portal affects this, too. Like, I feel like... Those should be included in recruiting rankings. I think so, too. But do they? Are they right now? Are they in this pick six? six I wonder. If it's just high school, let's be honest. BYU's kind of in the 60s, 70s. And I don't think it's going to change much. BYU's not going to be... Um, in the high school game as much as they'll be in the, the portal. That's everybody, though, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, yeah. not everybody. Like, Texas and Oklahoma can bring in five stars who play or play soon, right? BYU brings in a, a four-star out of high school. A lot of times they go on a mission. We don't, we don't see them actually play on the field for, like, 
three or four years. Yeah, I just expect BYU in the high school recruiting rankings to be, at best, moving forward, somewhere in the 40s. I'd love to get to the 40s. Right. And that means and a couple that's, more that's four That's at best. Yeah. And then probably somewhere between 50 and 60. Like, as a Power 5 program now, I expect them to take a jump into between 50 and 60. They'll have a few years where they get an additional four-star or two, and they're in the 40s. That changes like, the rankings a lot. That, that will happen. Yeah. But I don't expect BYU, because of the type of player that Kalani Satake wants to recruit and what is required of the athlete at BYU, I don't expect that to change. Just by nature, most yes. of the men that come and play football at BYU are wired to give a little more and to maybe have been underlooked and I'm going to prove everyone wrong. Like mm-hmm. that, that is what the BYU a athlete has type. been for a very long time. Yes. I don't expect that to change. Even, even with BYU being a Power 5 program, I expect that idea, that mentality to maintain at BYU. And while I'm not calling for BYU to put just an exorbitant amount of players into the NFL, maybe three draft picks or two draft picks on average a year over the last decade goes to three, or that three goes to four. One more does it. I agree. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a ton. One more does it. Like five in 2020 was special. And you sneak a few in in the seventh round, great. Which, by the way, the transfer portal rankings, 24-7 sports, has BYU at 21. Top 20, 21, right? Oh, 21, okay. Which is awesome. Like, you talk about, hey, can, like, would you rather be top 25 in the transfer portal rankings or out of high school? Transfer portal, 100%. They're playing right away. Like, that's just how it is. Everyone's needing a Band-Aid. Everyone's getting quick surgery, and they're not getting long-term recover, take a long time. Like, if you will, you need players now. We've seen this in men's basketball. It's not as obvious in football, but football's gone that direction as well. You just have more scholarships, so it's harder to kind of see that ratio. But um, it does help that BYU men's basketball brings back the most returning production in the Big 12, we learned yesterday. Interesting. From John Rossi. More on that perhaps this week. Yes, a little more, like one more dude in the NFL, or that consistency, which BYU's getting to. Again, the 18 and 19 crews are coming out into the NFL and, like, they're, they've had some real success at BYU. This has been awesome. But for BYU to hold these ratios, I think, will be hard because what BYU's done is been ranked low in the high school recruiting rankings, and then they've actually won and produced some NFL guys. BYU's really good at turning the no-star, uh, one-star, two-star, three-star, even exists, two-star, three-star guys into NFL guys. We've talked about this. Jaron Hall goes from three-star guy to NFL pick. Dax Zach Milne, Wilson, two-star. Dax Milne is walk-on to NFL starter at punt returner and sometimes receiver. Awesome. Like Kyrus Tonga was highly recruited and whatnot in college, perhaps underperformed a little. Dude has stuck in the league um, as a late seventh-round pick. This has been fantastic to see. And obviously we'll hope for the best for Zach Wilson, but, like, you're back in the quarterback game. It's been good. BYU, we can quantify development, which is exciting. Um, and BYU hopes to continue that because, yes, BYU is always going to operate a little differently yes. in how it approaches everything. Obviously, the connection to the church is one thing, but sort of the, the uh, mana of the team is, hey, we got to do this differently, and, and we've got a chip on our shoulder yes. for a million different reasons. Will BYU get to a point where it's very successful and that has to adjust in some way? Because as a Power 5 team, now it's we have to prove ourselves as a Power 5. That's the new era we're in now. But later, should BYU say, do what Utah's done and win two Power 5 titles, what does it sort of become? Can BYU handle its success once it gets to that point? Because we'd like to see it in the next couple of years. BYU will always be a mature team. And I'm not talking about age. 
Again, this My is just favorite tough. the type of player that BYU recruits yes. by nature is just yes. typically a more mature individual. Football isn't everything to yes. that person. And that's not to say it is everywhere, but at a lot of schools, football is the end game. It's like, well, here it's part of what we do. That maturity helps this very thing sure. of a player that is off the radar to jump onto the radar because of the experience and maturity that they have. It's not going anywhere. But can we translate it into just one more draft pick per year? That's how you maintain another these win. numbers. And another win. Yeah. There you go. Uh, first win, Jerem, by the way, happens in how many days? Countdown to the Bearcats. 46 days. We got, we got that one. How many times has BYU played in a season the same team with the same mascot, but it's spelled differently? I don't know that that has ever happened. <laughs> Bearcats with a K and a C. <laughs> Your obscure thought of the Cougars day. Cougars with two Gs and one G. One. 46 days away from the first game. Okay, not, not a practice. Ball camp coming up. We'll tell you on, uh, later in the show. This is the first starts, game. I love it. And it's a night game, Jerem. Good luck to Sam Houston. On FS? Good luck to Brother Houston. <laughs> Our question of the day, based on the athletics preseason chart, looking at all the Big 12 teams, including BYU. Dinks. What is your percentage chance that BYU wins six-plus games a season and, yeah, goes to a bowl game for winning those six? So we're both taking uh, the fourth option on the graphic here, 61 to 99. Yes. Yeah. What? The, In our super-unbiased opinion. I, 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 I. <laughs> Jordan Royal on Twitter says, 60%. Yep. Iowa State and Cincinnati should be wins at home. Yep. And the only road wins I see BYU taking are West Virginia and potentially stealing one at Kansas. He literally said the four that I said I expect in the Big 12. O watch out for Oklahoma State. I, yeah. I do not think yeah. that it is so far-fetched that BYU goes into Stillwater after Thanksgiving and beats up on Oklahoma State a little bit. What if Oklahoma's not that good and unmotivated coming into Provo and BYU super motivated trying to make a bowl game and it's Oklahoma? And it's senior night. Yes. That, that could be it's interesting too, man. It's senior night, and if it's a night game in Provo in November, you think Oklahoma wants any part of playing in Provo at 8-15 in late November? Also, what do 1994 and 2009 have to do with 2023? Nothing, but BYU's 2-0 against OU all time. 6-1 and one against OU in Texas. John Walsh and Max Hall. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to tell us the percentage chance you give BYU to win six and make a bowl game. Coming up next Tuesday night on the BYU TV app at 7 Eastern Time, the season debut of After Further Review. They're going to break down the dangerous duo of Jaron Hall and Puka Nakua. Okay. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon. They've been itching to get to this one. It's next Tuesday night on the app. Oh, you mean Rookie of the Year candidate Puka Nakua? Yes. <laughs> Let's go big play, Puka. Oh. Coming up, our conversation with the head coach of the Kansas Jayhawks, Lance Leipold on Jalen Daniels and the other stars in his team, and how the culture has shifted in Lawrence. It's not just a basketball school anymore, they hope. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Beastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Yes, has the best quarterback in the Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play -play. alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Remember when Kansas was 5-0? and 
and nationally ranked and college game day was in Lawrence, Kansas. Nate Mickle was enjoying it. He works at Kansas. Jalen Daniels was an early Heisman Trophy candidate. You don't want to be the guy in week five, though. <laughs> then he unfortunately got injured, hurt, hurt shoulder, yep. and things kind of went off the rails for Kansas. Now, if he stays healthy, things could get very, very interesting for the Jayhawks this season in the Big 12 and a future NFL quarterback in Daniels. We spoke with the head coach, Lance Leipold, in Dallas at Big 12 Media Days to discuss his very talented quarterback and the climate of football changing in Lawrence. Here's our interview. Coach, uh, it's great to be part of this conference, and it's great to have you on BYU Sports Nation. And uh, you coach one of the more intriguing, fun teams that is, is on the rise in the Kansas Jayhawks. So our congratulations to you on uh, what has been uh, a journey for Kansas football. Well, well, thank you very much. It's, it's great to be with you, and, and welcome to the Big 12. Thank you so much. Um, offensively especially, this group was special last year. What did it take to get this group in position to where you were one of the best offenses in the country and you had a quarterback in Jalen Daniels that led the NCAA in QBR? Well, you know, I think it started during our first year, and, and as you probably know, I don't know if all, everyone does, is the uniqueness of, of taking over the job at Kansas was essentially a May 1st, the 21 spring ball was just ending. We're fighting through kind of really getting to know the kids and the roster and, and things. And, and Jalen was a guy we were hoping to redshirt. And then we had two quarterbacks get hurt. And so we had to play. And then he, he led us to an upset victory down, down in Texas in Austin. And then it became him, his unselfishness to, to finish the year and burn the redshirt. And, and we took the steps as a program. But as we started to see his skill set and really what we were trying to do, we, we added some wrinkles um, to, to utilize our, our – uh, personnel a little better and and it's gotten really creative and we've been able to because I, I don't know if we're going to run as fast as everybody in the league on the top half and things like that so we're, we're, we're creative Andy Kolnick our offensive coordinator and our staff did a great job of implementing a lot of ways to get some things going and and, and our ga guys gained confidence with it and they really had some fun there's some triple option in there a little yeah, bit in the offense yeah, right it's fun yeah yeah that's one of those things it's funny he, our quarterback coach Jim Zabrowski was my first off offense coordinator at Wisconsin Whitewater, and Andy was the last one, and, they're, and now they're together and have been together for a while. I asked those guys way back then to put some option in, and they they, they refused to, and and, and they kind of yeah <laughs> they, they, yeah. Andy, our offense coordinator played in a wishbone offense, so it, it's almost like you know you know it's not a word you wanted to bring up but we've been able to do some things and, and utilize it and 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 our, our like i say jalen and the rest of our, our players have really embraced it um we've i think we've done a very good job of implementing personnel groupings and and doing things to get a lot of players involved and i think that's helped us um you know close that gap a little bit I follow the great comedian and actor Rob Riggle on social media, and uh, I think he wants to become an honorary member of your staff, Coach. Well, I, I wish he would. You know, the weird thing, he, uh, I've never met him yet. We've oh, you haven't? I haven't, and it, he's been at a game, and we text and, and things like that, but I've yet to meet him. And it's it's probably one of my, uh, you know, he was college game day, you know, I, I do I do the interview early. He's the guest picker. He's around, but uh, yeah, that's probably one of my unfulfilled things right now at, at Kansas. So hopefully, <laughs> that'll make happen. that happen yeah, somewhere. Yeah, let's go, Rob. If, if it doesn't happen, it, it better happen in in Provo, maybe in, in twenty four. <laughs> How about that? Well, That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be fun. He could come on our pregame show. Um, make sure he went to the uh, game in the two and ten season first, though. Just make sure he's been along for the journey, right? Um, offensively, so unique, so creative, so dynamic, so explosive. You return 10 dudes, mm -hmm. the whole O-line, the quarterback, multiple running backs. 
What what are you hoping for out of that group this year? And then what are you hoping out about defensively to aid that well, offense? Well, well, yeah, that's probably the, the the most important thing for us. To, again, is taking another step. First of all, you know, one we have to keep Jalen healthy. Um, you know, I think we have a quality backup, and he's a guy who started a lot of football for us, and Jason Bean, who might be the fastest guy on our team, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, but but we got to keep Jalen healthy. Daniel Highshaw is a running back that's playing really well for us, and he was injured. So so again, health will always, as we know, that's part of the game. I think again, um, being able to generate big plays. I think that was one thing that helped us last year. And I said, you know, I don't know if we're the fastest team in the country, but if you're creative and you utilize your scheme and 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 you know you can find ways to get behind people or create other big plays, I think we need to do that. And and I, I think we have a good feel for that. I think our guys embrace what we're doing, which allows us to continue to build upon that and add to it and and that's going to be exciting yeah um again anytime you get a, any taste of success uh, as a head coach you're always worried that you, you've got to make sure complacency or or you know you got to keep the pedal down and and we've got plenty to work on and i i think our guys and our leaders know that defensively you know again third down we've got to be a better defense we've got to find ways to get more pressure on the quarterback the whole the back seven's coming back and i think we've added some things there then and we can add some depth and try to try to continue to make adjustments you know we we i mentioned when i took the job over and we came in as a staff um it was a three-man front defense you know we've been transitioning to a four-man front and Sometimes you feel you could make that, you know, usually they say the defense is ahead of the offense, but for, for what, whatever reason it may be in, in our program right now, it's the reverse. And, yeah. and, and, and we're, you know, we're expecting and wanting that to change. And I, I, I think we've taken those steps that, that, that'll help us. Lance Leipold, the head coach of Kansas football, is on BYU Sports Nation. BYU's first ever Big 12 game happens in Lawrence <laughs> on September 23rd. And a lot of Cougar fans obviously have that date scheduled. They're very excited. What's the game day atmosphere like in Lawrence right now? Yeah, I, but I got to ask you guys. I read somewhere I said that, that that wasn't like the, the fan base there wasn't excited about their first game. Oh, oh man, I don't know uh, what I you mean, read, I, but they're excited. That's an they're, erroneous report. Well, okay, <laughs> no, okay, they're excited. I just want to make sure we got that. No, no I, I think you've watched a, a fan base that is starving for for you know a winning football program, a consistent football program, and. You know, right around that time when, you know, one year ago from that, from from our scheduled date with BYU, you know, we're in the middle of uh, three consecutive sellouts. And, you know, we're not the biggest stadium and all that, but it's a it's a great vibe and a, it's sitting on campus and yeah. and all these things. And, and I even go back to my first game as we were playing South Dakota and it was it was late in the game as closer and we wanted it to be. But. You know, there's a noise factor, and there's some things. It's a great atmosphere, but I, I think it's, a, you know, I, I would hope that I haven't heard that it's a bad place uh, um, for a visiting team to come unless <laughs> you're from, you know, maybe the other in-state school or the, the, the <laughs> former the former member of, of our conference maybe. But all in all, I, I think it's great. You know, it's got a good vibe. We're, we're working hard on improving our facilities. I, I think uh, – you know, you're going to see this stadium, and then I think the the next time you, you come around, you're going to see a vastly different look and, and improvements to uh, to our football facilities as, as we progress. Do you have a perception of just BYU in general at this point? No, I you know not really. I you know uh, just through the the conference meetings and meeting coach and stuff. What a good man! And I I, I just passed him here. I need to thank him. He sent a nice little welcome. You know, kind of like we should be sending you guys the gifts. But <laughs> but uh, again, 
um, just in our, you know, the last two years out in Arizona, we had a chance to talk and uh, never had met him and, and those things. Um, you know, I go back as a old high school quarterback that, uh, you know, like to throw the ball and stuff. And I remember like, I got a letter from, you know, coach Edwards back yeah. in the day, you know, wow. that was big thing, you know, I, you know, uh, so um, I, I go back to, you know, it was Jim McMahon and, Gifford Nielsen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about that? How about that? That that was pretty good. So I got a little bit there. And uh, I'm going to throw, how about Robbie Bosco? (laughs) How about that? Keep going. Yeah, Robbie Bosco, you know, then I'm a Packer fan and all this. And Robbie, I thought that was a steal in the the draft. The third round? Yeah. And he had the bad shoulder and then his arm was never so. So if you're asking me that, um, (laughs) how about that? How did I do? Great, 100%. BYU football historian Lance Leipold is on BYU Sports Station. Yeah, yeah it's good. keep going. I love it. No, that's um, awesome, man. Yeah, so I, I've... I remember way back when I first started coaching, Coach French doing doing clinic yeah, talks. Roger saying, French, yeah. yeah, and you know he was again. So I think when you go back and you know a lot here today talking about you know the blue blood programs from this conference that are leaving, but when you you go back to you know to my youth in my days, there, there's a lot of history. Yeah, and and BYU football, and to have them part of this conference, I I think is is nothing but a great addition. Oh, it's been great to talk to you, Coach. Uh, there's real movement, real atmosphere, vi- and vibe in Lawrence now, and we we congratulate you on that. Well, appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thanks for being having the opportunity to be with you guys. Who knew he was Robbie Bosco's number one fan at As one a point? Packers fan growing up, that was funny. <laughs> also, he had to make sure he got in there. Hey, I read somewhere that uh, fans weren't excited about uh, Kansas being the first game. Now, listen, if you were expecting an Oklahoma or a Texas or maybe even a TCU or whatever, sure, I could see that. But given that Kansas was so good so early last year and has the preseason offensive player of the year, like how could you not be at least mildly excited? about playing Kansas. Are they one of the blue bloods in football of the Big 12? No. But I think it's an intriguing game to start and on the road. That's going to be hard. I would have loved a home game against a team. Like, West Virginia at home would have been the ideal first game where it's like, okay, this is a team that looks like it might struggle a little bit, win that first game at home. Nope, you got to go to one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the league out of the gate. The week after you play on the road at Arkansas. Yeah, so you're going to be beat up in SEC country. You see the defensive ranks. These teams, like both – BYU and Kansas stunk on defense. We expect BYU to be improved. We hope that Kansas is uh, worse uh, on defense than last year, and BYU can outshoot that offense. That very well could be like first to 45 wins to go. <laughs> like, hopefully the BYU defense is in a position where that's 45 is never going up oh on the board. My goodness. But Kansas is intriguing. Like, I'm really intrigued by them in a way that it was the opposite. Uh, you know, everyone was dumping on them prior to this, and deservedly so, because they'd won two games in two years prior to that. How do you slow down Jalen Daniels? That is the challenge at hand for Jay Hill and the BYU defense. I, I can just see Jay remember the Titans style. They do not get one yard. <laughs> we will blitz all night. And it's like, wait, what? They're just going to throw over the top then. Yeah. No, he's a Heisman Trophy candidate, yeah. and he's, he'll throw for 500 he's yards. He's pretty good there. I don't think we should go that way, uh, Coach Yost. If you miss any interviews, oh. Deep Blue, shows, games, conversations from Big 12 Football Media Day, go to the BYU TV app or BYUSN.com to get all the content you could want. Still on the way, Brett Yormark made a fascinating comment about securing the conference's media deal. In an unsure media climate, what the Big 12 commissioner said exactly and what it potentially means for the Pac-12, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. 
official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. I have an idea. Let's roll out today's headlines. BYU football fall camp begins in two weeks, dog. What? Players reporting on July 31st, practicing on August 1st. Okay, and uh, what you just saw a moment ago is a little teaser of Big 12 in the park. Yeah, baby. For basketball today. Six men's basketball and five women's basketball coaches from the Big 12 hosting a clinic at Rucker Park in New York City today. Mark Pope and Amber Whiting included in that group. An interview with Mark Pope happens later in the show from New York City to find out what's going on and how the Big 12 got involved at Rucker Park. Yeah, that's happening as we speak, which is awesome. Cue the Alicia Keys song. The US TFCCCA honored 45 Cougars among its all academic track and field honorees, 27 from the men's team, 18 from the women's team, notably Claire Seymour and Elena Ellsworth, five-time honorees. BYU women's volleyball, one of nine Big 12 schools that received the 2023 United States Marine Corps and American Volleyball Coaches Association Team Academic Award. Is that all it is? For the 2022-23 season. The <laughs> award honors volleyball teams that maintain a year-long cumulative grade point average of 3.3. Oh, that's very nice. The whole well team done. has to average a 3.3 or better. I'm not surprised at all this is if happening. If they did that in football, no one would be playing. With BYU women's volleyball. They're really smart and they're really good. Yep. Those are today's headlines. Let's uh, share some opinions and whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. At Big 12 Football Media Days on Sirius XM Radio, Commissioner Brett Yormark said the following regarding the conference's media deal. I'm just so thrilled that we got our deal done early because I'm not sure that deal exists today. What does that mean, Spence? It means the Pac-12's in trouble. Like If we're reading we between the lines there and that deal does not exist today, well, who needs a deal right now? other than the Pac-12. A team that's doing its media day this Friday. Yes, it is what? a conference that's doing their media so, day this Friday. So if if the Pac-12 had gone on and done it early, the Big 12 would be in trouble? In Maybe. Situation I, don't, I don't know, but I think Brett Yormark is just too much of a mover and a shaker to not sit around. Like even if the Big 12 were the last one to secure it, he would have done it right after the Pac-12. Like it would not have gone this long. I feel like the Pac-12 is gonna get a deal. And it might yeah. be on Apple TV They're Plus. And but will they have the exposure that the Big Ten and the SEC and now the Big 12 are going to have? Probably not, because those avenues have shut. ESPN and Fox were the best possible situation for the Big 12. Obviously, if you can get on straight up homie network television on ABC, CBS, you know, that's great too. But this isn't where you need the rabbit ears and just some of the friends in the neighborhood have cable. Everybody's got access to ESPN, ESPN2, yes. ESPNU, Fox, and, and FS1. Now, if you're dabbling in the, the sort of others that are outside the traditional linear networks, that can be difficult. And that's where the Pac-12 is at the moment. There's only so much space in the day for college yeah. football. Like ESPN can't take everybody. Right. Apple TV Plus is intriguing because they've got a ton of money and it's a streaming service. But is also, Apple it's a streaming service. Is Apple TV Plus going to be streaming at Chili's and Applebee's and no, that, Buffalo Wild Wings? No, it's going to be streaming at Aubergine Kitchen. 
Okay. And who wants to see that <laughs> with Oregon State and Wazoo? Like, like, yeah, let me, I'm going to go to Aubergine Kitchen and watch the Utah game. The, the best <laughs> like, thing what? that the Big what? 12 could have done, done of all this innovation and creativity and outside the box thinking was to go get that TV deal as soon as possible. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Brett, your remark, positive disruption is the phrase like and that. his mantra, right? The Locked On Baylor podcast recently talked about takeaways from BYU after Big 12 Media Days, which included this, Kalani Satake being jacked. Is Satake the most jacked head coach in the Big 12? He's got some natural strength. Like, you know, he's probably yes. still in the weight room. He's not getting after like he did earlier, but those calves, dude, they're first team All-American. Like, you know, no, tell no me. coach has calves like, like uh, Kalani. He's still got it. I feel like he could still full back his way into a goal line situation like he did with Jamal Willis in 1994. Does anybody want to deal with Kalani when he has the crazy eyes? Like <laughs> 2016 Utah, we saw it. And then the sarcastic Kalani came out, and that's my favorite version of it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, so funny. Scary, but funny. I don't even know who would be second. Lance Leipold was a pretty big dude. Yeah, Lance is a big guy, yeah. but he's, very, he's just kind of like, very calm and yeah. you know well so is Kalani. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if he has like a crazy switch. Listen, Sark, Sark that switch went off for Sark last year. We saw it. You know who I think might have a crazy switch? Coach Venables at Oklahoma. I think that guy's probably oh, yeah. got a, he's got Cle a crazy switch. I asked him about the get back guy. Yeah, because at Clemson he was famous <laughs> for like being halfway on the field. Okay. On the eve of the Big 12 Rucker Park event in New York last night, the Hard Rock Hotel created a menu of Big 12 inspired cocktails. What? Which included the Cosmopolitan okay. for BYU. That includes a classic Negroni, edible Negroni, <laughs> botanist gin. Campari and Carpano Antica Vermouth. Well, I was going to say it's no know, good unless there's vermouth. I don't know what those are, frankly. Do we need a virgin cosmopolitan at BYU <laughs> Athletic Events? We need a virgin daiquiri, a virgin margarita, we and a virgin all the, cosmopolitan all at all yeah. the BYU events. We barely have iced tea with Arnold Palmer. <laughs> We're like nervous about iced tea with a word of wisdom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's hilarious that they did a BYU one. Can, I get, can you, you imagine going to like the Smith Fieldhouse and like ordering a virgin pina colada. <laughs> I would love it. Right before I hang out with Amy or Steve, that's right. Yes. Start, yeah, but it, yeah, cosmopolitan, very clever. That's, that's funny. In Provo, you but need, it needs to be a virgin. Know your audience. Uh huh. Yeah. Houston posted a Meet Our Big 12 Conference Peers page on its website. In the BYU section, the Cougars have acrobatics and tumbling, as well as equestrian listed as sports BYU sponsors. Sorry, what? Is this some type of breaking news? I saw, I, apparently they're gonna add wrestling and gymnastics too. I, I saw this this morning and I was like, what? did they get the wrong info from somebody? Uh, they also listed the endowment at 1.97 bill, so I'm wondering how accurate that is. But um, How do they know? Yeah, just so everybody knows, BYU does not have acrobatics and tumbling, they have gymnastics and they don't have equestrian which is like the most big 12 sport i can think of yeah and also the endowment's not public it's a yeah. private university well it's probably up <laughs> somewhere in the legal it's, it's, documents like yeah. five said somewhere out there all right uh, nice. sec media days will be held in dallas next year is it now a copycat league <laughs> no but it's funny to think that right Oh, you oh, saw what we yeah, did, yeah. and now you yeah. want in on the fun. Okay, okay, Texas Big 12 trendsetter. Brett Yormark is a trendsetter in some fashion, but in, in this right now, Jerry, 
Jerry Jones is an Arkansas guy and owns Cowboy Stadium, obviously. And with Texas and Oklahoma coming into the conference and him being an Arkansas guy, like this, this has probably been in the works for a while. But they're not going to AT&T Stadium, apparently. Oh, they're not doing it at AT&T Stadium. No. It's there because the Big 12 holds its title game there. That's sort of the connection. Where are they going to do it in Dallas uh, if it's not at AT&T Stadium? Ben Bagley, our producer, mentioned yesterday that uh, at the uh, kind of Omni Hotel or something. At a hotel in yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Not, not as cool. Well, then they're definitely not a copycat league because it's not happening at AT&T Stadium. Yeah. What I would like to copy of the SEC is two teams in the playoff. That's what I was like, and a national champion. Just wait for 2025 when there are 12 teams, Jerem, and there will be two teams from the Big 12 in the playoffs. But the SEC will have three or four. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, that's fun to think. All right, up next, basketball in the Big Apple. You've seen a playoff game there. I did one time, yeah. That's fun. awesome. That's cool. Though this is not at Madison Square Garden. This is from Rucker Park, mm. historic place. Mark Pope joins us live from New York next to discuss the Big 12 and their role in this event. This is BYU Sports in Nation. In New York! This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. BYU Sports Nation continues live from Studio B. You've waited long enough. Let's go to New York City, shall we? Yeah. And Rucker Park for the Big 12 event happening at one of the most iconic outdoor basketball venues in the country where BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope joins us. How cool is this? Coach, great to have you on BYU Sports Nation. What's the vibe like at Rucker Park right now? We got some of the kids making a cameo right now. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How's the event thus far? Man, it's so cool. Come on. For uh, for any diehard basketball fan, Rucker Park is the epicenter of any uh, outdoor court in the world. Uh, there's so much incredible history here, and it's in the greatest city in the world um, with with some 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 really great friends and coaches. So it's been super fun. And it is wet. That's exactly right. <laughs> what's uh, the event been like? And what's it been like to, you've met some of your fellow coaches, but there's some women's coaches, some men's coaches, another piece of innovation from the Big 12 to be in New York City. Yeah. Well, we had, uh, we had a dinner last night. It's just, it's just so great to be around these um, coaches um, in, a, in a less competitive situation where we're just going to sit around and, and tell war stories uh, it's you know these are all Hall of Fame coaches essentially, and so it's 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 been really fun to spend some time with them and and uh, you know do some recon on the league uh, in person and and uh, just build some relationships. This league is really tight knit. Uh, these guys care about each other and take care of each other, and it's part of the reason why the league is what it is. Mark Pope is with us from Rucker Park in New York City. I know that that city carries significance for you and for your wife, Leanne, because she spent so many years there as an integral part yeah. of the David Letterman show. So what's it like yeah. just emotionally for you to be back? And is Leanne with you? Yeah, so she's, she's not here at the park right now. She got all kinds of other things to do in the city, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, this, is, this is a special place to us. It's a great place. I was and Rucker Park is so special, just the history of basketball. So Mike Boynton is the coach at Oklahoma State. Great dude. Grew up in New York also. Actually grew up in Brooklyn. And I don't know if you can see behind me, yeah. but we're here on Rucker Park. And behind me, you can see this bridge. If, yeah. if you can make it out really, really small. So when he was a kid, he was out there on that bridge, standing with a thousand other people, looking down on the park, watching Kobe Bryant make a cameo in this park. Right? Oh, man. That's amazing. So everybody – from Dr. J coming down here to like 
street legends like Skip to My Lou, who play, uh, played with us uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks, and uh, you know, as recent as is KD coming here and put on epic shows. This place is really special. Man. It is so historic. Uh, the most famous kind of outdoor venue for basketball in the world, right? And then you got the world's most famous arena uh, in New York as well with MSG. As a Columbia med student, did you ever make your way over to Rucker Park? No, I didn't make it past Sylvia's. So I would get off, I would get off at 125th, walk by Sylvia's, which is the best soul food in the world, in my per humble opinion, on the way to Columbia. Uh, but if I, you know, we're up on 155th. I never made it up here. And if I, if I, if I would have made it up here, I couldn't have gotten a run anyway because I wasn't good enough. So... It's a, it's a great place. They're not taking 6'10 white guys? Yeah, well, <laughs> they're taking good players. <laughs> <laughs> um, if BYU had a chance to play in Madison Square Garden, obviously the NIT has moved on from there or whatever, but you want to be in the NCAA tournament. Would you take a game in MSG against anybody right now? Yeah, in a second. Take it against anybody. I thought I had one worked out against Coach Pacino when he was at Iona. Oh. Um, and then, and then, and I'm going to say this: uh, Coach Patino bailed on us because I think he was pretty nervous about the game. <laughs> so, so please, somebody send that to him. He'll be so mad at me. That. <laughs> but it is, it is the greatest arena in the world, and Coach P basically owns it. And so, uh, yeah, uh, at some point in our tenure, we're going to get a game out here in Madison Square Garden. I can't wait. Coach, this conference and the commissioner Brett Yormark. Man, he's he is he has settled into what he calls positive disruption, and this event, among others that are on the calendar, have really made some noise nationwide about the movement the Big Twelve is making. So, what does it mean to you to be a part of this conference and be involved in an event like this, and and see the things that are happening for basketball in the conference, yeah. and moving to Mexico City potentially for games, and doing other yeah. stuff? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I love the energy that Brett is bringing to this league. Clearly, it's already the best basketball league in, in, in the country. But um, he's trying to make it the most uh, profoundly noticed league in, of all sports in the country. And uh, he's pushing the envelope in every different way. You know, you think about it. Uh, we have a million members of the church in, in Mexico. I think over a million members of the church in Mexico. How incredible would it be able to go there and, and – uh, and play an MTE type or exhibition type game. And, and the fact that he wants to, you know, he's, he's a New Yorker. So the fact that he wants to have a presence here is super exciting. And, you know, in, in his conversations with expansion, he's even talking about uh, Northeast teams um, potentially being in the league and trying yeah. to have a nationwide reach. And so I love that he's a big idea. He's chasing them really, really hard. Uh, I think he's probably the, the right guy at the right time for this league. Um, that's already such a, I mean, it's, 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 it's the most dominant league in, in all of college basketball. So uh, he's just trying to grow it even better. It's pretty, I mean, come on, man. Like, we're all so excited to be a part of this. So Cougar Nation been waiting for this for a long time, for 107 years, give or take a decade. And, and um, it, we're here. So let's go. Now, Coach, I know you got rained on a little bit. We hope that it uh, dries off in a hurry. And we're looking forward to that schedule when it comes out, man. Very excited about that. Hey, I need you guys to jump on a plane and be out here tonight. I got a couple three-on-three -three games cooking, so I need I need a couple wingmen. Let's go. Someone three. to pass you the ball? Hey, okay. three, three and no D. That's my game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks, Coach. Okay.
Mark Pope with us on BYU Sports Station from Rucker Park. Big Rucker 12 Park. in the park. And they're doing a kids clinic, which is super cool and meaningful and giving back. Yeah, and it's a great event Mark's got so much history there. Yeah, for those that don't know, Leanne was David Letterman's executive assistant for a long time. They later met. Like, they didn't get married when they were uh, younger. She had worked at ESPN, yeah. then did that, and then they kind of met. She was doing some stuff for Dave in the offseason in Indianapolis. He was playing for the Pacers, so that worked out, which was kind of fun. Their, their first date um, you know, I, I think there was like a, a nephew involved there. It, go listen to the Deep Blue podcast. Yeah, they really tell this interesting, story. really fun. It's really fun. Okay, after further review, brand new season. Season uh, debut coming up next Tuesday, 7 Eastern time, as the guys look to break down all things Cougar football. Starts next week and continues uh, into December. Up next, our rise and shout out. And maybe it goes to a city that never sleeps. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. This program's on demand. Download the free BYU TV or BYU Radio app to listen to the pod, subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back to the show. Our question of the day. Focusing on percentages, like what percentage chance you give BYU to win six games, a.k.a. get to a bowl game, because the Athletics says 20%. 20%. That's 100% stinks. All right, our Elite Voice of the Day, presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated, comes in from Greg Romano on Twitter, who says, 100%. My dog. But then again, I'm a fan. <laughs> and my, he says, rose-colored glasses are tinted royal blue. Aren't they all? Today was a Navy day, by the way. We've said this before, but we don't talk about don't wardrobe talk. beforehand. No. Like, if we wear the same shirt, it's just fate. Just, we were always <laughs> going to do it. That's harder to do now because uh, the polo so section has good, gotten pretty wide. We're blessed. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. Yes. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Mark Paul of the Big 12 being in Rucker Park, cool event. Our thanks to today's guest, Mark Pope and Lance Leipold. Sorry, Dennis, no time. For Jerem, I'm Spencer, and a shout-out to Kenny Gonzalez. We'll see you tomorrow for more BYU Sports Nation. Go Kooks! <laughs>